thanks for tuning in to Cam and the Rev and then there's Jeff. You can find us at Facebook and Instagram under Cam and the Rev and then there's Jeff. Listen to us at any major podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Got a great show coming up for you guys today. Hope you enjoy. We'd be up and running this quick. I mean, like to put all this together. Oh, no, yeah, we, so, we spent like a fair uh, I thought this would take us all night. A, not that monstrosity. Like, so we are. No, it's a monstrosity. <laughs> we we overcomplicated so much, Jeff, trying to get this right the first time. We went about it the entire opposite way of what we did this time. Well, Amanda said, are y'all actually going to like trial run tonight? I said, nah. I said, probably just going to like, I said, we'll probably spend most of the night just putting stuff together. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was, I here was we are. very yeah, we're definitely doing it. encouraged to uh, when I started watching watching some of the videos on this thing. So uh, I was I was really encouraged. I was like, we might actually. Are you recording there. now? We are recording now. Super dope. So uh, I, I thought we might. Can you insert any kind of music? I So you have to be careful because there is something called a DMCA which is uh, basically all the, the music uh, copyright <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, I wish there was a wow 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 sound pad. <laughs> yeah. wah, I'll, wah, just, wah. I'll just blow raspberries. Yeah. Time. But so as long as it's DMCA free, and there is a lot of DMCA free music, and I think you can with this one, I think you can program different sounds into the four sound pads. Um, is that still blowing your way? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, we're, we're good on, on air. And I'm... I'm I'm a little toasty. I, I'm I'm yeah. got a little sun today. So you I'm, run I'm hot. Little, I see. I do. Wife I do laid out. She got so some sun today. I had at the uh, the Easter church celebration today, egg hunt. I uh, was uh, given uh. the task of bounce house supervisor. Okay, so sec- oh, bounce no. house security. You got roped in. Hold on. I, you, uh, I was gentlemen. I was a bouncer. Salute. The inaugural. Oh no! The whole thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce house supervisor. Yeah, it's no fun. It's a trap. That's good. Man. That's yeah. good. That is very good. Yeah, bounce house supervisor. So uh, kids mostly 12 and under, right, in the bounce house, big bounce house. Um, it was me and another gentleman. He uh, he was the one in charge of the entry and exit, and I was more just like that, hey, kid, stop doing that guy. You were the bouncy yeah. house enforcer. I was the bouncer. You were the bouncy house bouncer. <laughs> I was the bounce house bouncer. So, yeah. So I, I got a little sun today. Yeah, yelled at a few kids. That's always fun. It is. It was. Fun. It weren't mine. Nobody so. got burpees. No, I didn't make any burpees. Somebody got some burpees. Too. I did clear out the bounce house a couple times. I said, "Okay, that's it. Everybody out right now. Everybody <laughs> out of the bounce house." Yeah. And it's funny how much that just level sets everything. Like oh, yeah. you, it's it's the the I'm in charge here card on the bounce house. All the kids are looking at you like, really? I really got no, absolutely every one of you. Hey, you, Timmy, <laughs> get out of the bounce house. We had a bounce house at uh, Penn's uh, birthday party. Yeah. yeah, and that was pretty funny because most of his friends are all friends from here, the gym. Mm-hmm. So. There were a few from school that oh, no. were a bit shell shocked <laughs> when the bounce house turned into a jujitsu mat. Yeah, and Royal Rumble because you, you got Dominic, you know yeah. Finn, Charlie, Epic uh, Battle after Epic Battle. Oh yeah, and and it turns into a WWE <laughs> slash you know jujitsu. I mean they're coming off the walls, you know, flying into a triangle. It's it was pretty awesome. 
Oh, I, did I tell you about the uh, uh, urban air? <laughs> so Ethan had the birthday party at the urban oh. air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I heard about it. Uh, you got to hear about it, didn't you? I think you got a flyer or something telling you how great it was. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they have a. It was very unsupervised, hence the broken femur by the end of the day. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Jonathan broke his femur at a urban air. Well, I don't know if I should uh. say the name a bunch, but. Bouncy, bouncy Tramp- trampoline, trampoline park. park. Yeah, yeah, not Jonathan. in Unin, Georgia. Yeah. From the, the little yeah. Chucky. From eating a bride of Chucky. His uh, mom's uh, Britta. That ain't gonna help him. Nah, um, I'm terrible on that. Super, super. He's been with us forever super since nice Damien. Okay, real nice kid. Crazy red hair. This is where I say okay, and I look like I I know exactly. Oh yeah, that kid. No. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went up. And came straight down. It wasn't rotational like Sam's or Jordan's. Mm-hmm. It was like, but anyways, yeah. Needless to say, it was very understaffed. Femur, femur. Straight, yeah, clean break, femur. Very understaffed. So they have one of these like javelin. I guess that's what you'd call it. Jout the like the joust. Uh, yeah, no, joust. no, 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 no. It's not. It's um, pummel. No, no. Not pummel. Uh, it's a joust. I'm, I'm on it. it you're you're it's close. Something with a P. That, American, that gladiator, American Gladiator yeah. crap. With it's the, the joust. It's not. It might have been there, but that's not jousting. Is that not jousting? No. Jousting know. is the horse with the spear where you is run it? towards it. Yes. Yeah. Are you Remember sure? Remember A Knight's Tale? I don't. With Heath Ledger? With Heath Ledger. Nobody remembers that on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> all they remember is Joker. Not since They forget bro- all about his no, shit movies. All they think about is Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Like I said, shit movies. Yeah, you know they're coming out with a sequel to Black oh, Mountain. Jesus. If Channing Tatum's not in it, I'm disappointed. No, it's called Cornhole Creek. <laughs> is it? Oh, pugil sticks. <laughs> That's it. No, that is definitely not it. It's a, no, it's it's nobody has ever called it a pugil stick. Pugil stick. They did on Gladiators. Okay. Anyways, they, they called it. They j- called it joust on Gladiators. Yeah, because it's cool. but it's pugil, pugil sticks. Okay. It is pugil sticks. Oh, hey, Jesus disclaimer Christ. here. I'm I'm curious. I know we're recording, but yes. If once we start doing this, yep. Are there certain rules? Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> I'm just asking. As far as no. like mentioning someone's name, oh, uh, so we'll we we'll, we'll we temper it. it. Yeah, we we temper that yeah. a little bit. So I don't mean to pull back from that. But no, <laughs> that <was> hard, <laughs> fuck, no. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, if we're telling a story, yeah, she would if, be careful with. Well, if I mean, how would I say? If we feel like it's going to, I mean, you can leave it up to your own discretion, basically. You know, I mean, each one of our stories or experiences are going to be with our perspectives and all that kind of stuff. So if you feel like it's need be to go all in, sometimes sometimes you go all in. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. If you come in here here one day and you're like, Kyle, it's probably going to get kind of serious. I'm like, all right, Jeff, we're going to ride this ride, buddy. Well, I'm saying like, would... I don't. I, I don't know Britta, right? Jonathan's mm-hmm. mom. But I mean, yeah. would she get? Would she come and say, "I don't want y'all talking about my son on nah, the podcast"? I, I I'm not saying that it. that, but I'm saying if she let's, we'll cross uh, that bridge when we get. Yeah, there. I ain't worried about. It. I ain't right, worried good, about it. Good, I ain't good, worried good. about it. Freedom of speech and whatnot. Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean, so, I, I'm I didn't not mean to worried be about Debbie about Downer there. No, and <laughs> just so. Like, no, for, not, for me, I, I wouldn't I, say we're not going to get no complaints. Jeff. No, we'll probably get complaints, but like we're all pretty secure in where we are. I think and who we are. And if anybody knows us at all, mm-hmm. nothing will surprise them that comes out of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes my insurance background 
Like, well, yeah. it comes and out. We know, so, like, look, and now that's nothing yeah. to say that we won't protect each other. Yeah. Like, right. If Mark catches me going on, he's going to be like, hey, yo. Hey. Yeah. If I I'll give you the look. Like this. Hey, give yeah. me the, the old throat <laughs> slash. <laughs> bro, you just, bro, hey. And that's Stop. all you can do. If I decide to keep going in and Mark keeps going in, you keep going in, and we're like, like, and I have been and like, I'll. Well, it's not recorded live. That's the. Good it's thing. not recorded live, you know? so no, we can't always edit. But we can always cut. So this was something I want to talk about too. Was do you go the no edit? Yeah, we do. We go no edit because you. I mean, you. Yeah, once we you start edit. editing, once you open that, the only thing I think we then you start that we'll, changing we'll do and edit is clips to put out for sure. And that, and that's the only thing. We'll, we'll sure. I'll I'll clip stuff and and little sounds and sound bites and and things for teasers and for social media stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll clip stuff to go These out. Things sound really good. Yeah, this I like sounds it. This amazing. Is so this much better really than good. what we're doing now. Can when can we hear the feed? Like, can we hear it back? No, we can't hear it back. You're so, hearing it in your ear. You'd so how do we hear the recording? You have, so, have something to play it. Through. So I yeah. So what? It's recording MP3 to that sound card that's in there. So you take the sound card. And we we actually have one because Uriah uses it with uh, photography and stuff. It's USB to memory card. So you plug your memory card into this little box, plug the box into your computer, and then you can download off that memory onto your computer. And then send it to And then you so, send it as a file. So, yeah, so we have to do a, find a podcast hosting site. Basically, that's a site that holds all of your podcasts. Um, Does Apple not have that built and, in? No. So and then it will distribute. The, the good thing about podcast hosting sites is it will distribute all out to all of them. So it will send it to Spotify. It'll send it Damn. to Apple. It will send it to all all the major podcast hosting sites. Damn. So some of them are free, which are really cool. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more expensive for us. And what we're doing the the free ninety nine one I think will work <laughs> fine because the the other ones. What they offer is more like editing, editing and refining. So and they all do this it all. You stuff. just send it to them. They, so you send it. And, and but there's money. actually some really cool, like, and this is the AI piece right now in society and computers is going nuts, like artificial intelligence stuff. You know, Chat GPT. I don't know if you guys know what Chat oh, GPT yeah, is, yeah. right? That where isn't it's, it already it's, advanced now? Even since they're like at the, the beginning of the year. Well, and even they haven't even released the latest one. Jesus, there, there's like. Five or six different. Didn't somebody tell it to somebody? Did like act like you're God or sp- like basically is like you're asking God, bro. It it's 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 scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's isn't scary. that supposed to be scary? Isn't that the, like the beginning of the end? Probably. Yeah. I mean, we're. I mean, Elon Musk said it several years ago that robots are going to take over the world. Jesus, and we're dead. Bro, I'm fuck all that. I'm going John Connor. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, are they coming out? A spear, right? And give me a, a big oh. giant spear to run through some robot. Just go throw some salt water on. What, what's the uh, salt water, man? What's the what's the old movie? The eighties horror movie, Mad Max? Was it not Mad Max? Mad Max. The one with the big semi truck with a clown face on it. Yeah, oh it was, no! It was maximum monster. Overdrive. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Where the, the machines take over. It took over. Yeah. The, the, the truck was like the big Emilio and, Estevez. Yeah, and yeah. the. Uh, the one little scene at like the Little League Park where the Coke machine just starts firing 12, 12 ounce cans of Coke, <laughs> people and killing them, hitting them and killing them. I'm waiting for you to pull this together. Yeah. Where's your connection here? So, machines, bro, t- taking over the world. It may not be like Terminator, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Uh, it's going to be more software. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it's control. It's well, yeah. And who's to say, model. like the um, influencing society? Mm-hmm. Right now, 
the the old wheel is starting to get turned up. Yeah. Like the dial is starting to get turned yeah, up right now. You're starting to see more chatter, more mm-hmm. ruckus, more everything online is a little more yeah. sensitive. Everything's a little You're crazy. seeing people acting a little more crazy mm-hmm. lately. Yep. But here's the thing. That as far going back to the AI piece of it, there there's one now that that is mimicking voice. So you you put a voice input with it of certain words and how a bunch of different words and it can make it can you can then you can put in a speech or something you want it to say and it'll sound like a person <laughs> like it'll sound like Barack Obama <laughs> saying you know this this little this you know singing Mary had a little lamb <laughs> knowing Barack Obama's never sung Mary had a little I want to do Martin Luther King yeah all of it you could do you could do all that stuff so the scary and and do the video to match it with the face and the mouth moving and everything. So then it becomes what's real, yeah. right? Right. So they're already halfway. There. Kyle said it. Oh, how do you know, Kyle? Well, I watched a video of Kyle and his face and his mouth moving and the words coming out of his mouth. That's scary. And, and and but it's it's something you know you could totally cancel your, someone for. Well, it. you could take a step further and false flag the shit out of someone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you know all all that AI, it, it's came so far in in just the last couple of years, and you know where does where does it end? Mm. You know where, where what's the where's the button that you somebody pushes and says okay this we don't need to go further with this. No, so I don't think I, that I, I don't think we exists. Do. Yeah, but think no, it doesn't. It's no, it's not. So anyway, we were talking about podcasting. So <laughs> there's actually AI that will auto. Um, auto refine your podcast audio so you download your podcast audio and it will go through and tune the highs and the lows and the bases and the trebles and all that mm. and make it sound really cool there's some really cool uh examples of it so mm. yeah so th- there's a lot of tools that are that are free that you can use and for us i think i think we can do the the free one just to start getting stuff out there and then we grow and, you know if we if we see we get you know Hundred hundred people yeah. following. I think once we go yeah. like to Letterman or something like that. <laughs> well, he's not even in business anymore. Nah, Jimmy nah. Fallon. Okay, but Jeff, once we make Jeff it just there, showed how old he was. Jeez. Hey, listen, Johnny Carson, all the way. Jay Leto. <laughs> all right, what's our next subject? I'm not going to circle back to the kids trying to choke other kids at trampoline parks. I so. want to know y'all's take. We kind of dealt into it a little bit a minute ago. Um, this poor soul that was paralyzed. Um, that, you know, you guys are experts in your craft. So, obviously, they said the guy that was administering the, the move was a black belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that got hurt was a white belt, but he had Ish. been training – for a while, MMA background, five years, wrestling background, like 2018, I think is when he started. Training. I'm not sure the exact time. He wasn't brand new. Apparently, white belt, but had been training. A lot of the narrative and context to it were not apparently. So, so not accurate. Jump into that because I have a couple of questions myself that mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts on. Go ahead. Kyle. Well, it, so there's it's a lot of it still coming together right now, and it's horrible what happened to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrible anomalies happen, freak accidents happen. Uh, For our listeners that may don't know exactly what we're talking about, can we give just a quick little preface of what happened? So imagine um, a 
Okay, so just to give <laughs> thank, <laughs> hey, you. thank you very much. Hey, if uh, imagine a uh, just to give context to the room and the environment, imagine a wrestling room, but um, submissions are, are are involved. But more than that, you have ordinary people involved, right? Um, so unlike a competitive D one wrestling program, all those people there know you know they're not that people don't know what they're signing up for, but sure. It's not a competitive, yeah, like young man's room kind of deal, right? right? A pro pro training room. And that's why it's important to separate these classes and separate. Agreed. White belts and beginners from advanced class and ages. Ages is is tough, but it's it's good to at least like delegate throughout the room to try to make sure you're not having like 45-year-old John with, you know, 22-year-old. Billy. Let's just call it out as it is. 45-year-old Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Present company. White belt Jeff. Right. That's me. 45-year-old white belt Jeff. Trying to protect Jeff from... And not... Look, bro. I'm not about protecting white belts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... That was a joke. I'm kidding. He's not, though, huh? I am. (laughs) But putting 45-year-old Jeff with a 20-year-old, you know, all-state wrestler who's been grappling for his whole life that, you know... That might be two hundred pounds, and it's like okay, those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Sure. Jeff, Jeff, and you know, well, picks up jujitsu late in life. What was the kid that was a football player at uh, Trey? Trey, yeah, Trey. He's a beast. Outside he's linebacker, line, outside linebacker for West Virginia. He won outside linebacker. <laughs> you know, yeah. now he yeah. does just it. enough wrestling experience right. to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. he was brutal, yeah, but yeah. all the athleticism mm-hmm. to be yeah, dangerous. Absolutely. And somebody like that that doesn't know, and you only know what you know, right? And he doesn't even know how athletic he is at at, at what we do. Well, and to that point. So protecting somebody like Jeff but, against somebody like that. But even those, like, super athletes have a certain level of control, too, mm-hmm. whereas yep. somebody that's coming to it later in life, they have that spazzy period. Yes. Uh, and sometimes this exceeds a couple years. Yes. Like, some people just, they're spazzy, and it's, like, a year or two later, and you're mm-hmm. like, you're still freaking spazzy, dude. I haven't yep. seen you in months. You've been training over here, training over there. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Yep. But. This guy wasn't one of those. No, no, he wasn't he one wasn't of those. He wasn't brand new. Um, but that's kind of give you context to the room, all right? So, you know. A lot of stuff kind of goes into it. He, They're claiming negligence, and I guess not claiming. I think they got it, right? Yeah, they got it. Uh, so they, they got, got it. it. Um, and, you know, it's terrible what happened to him, and it definitely should be compensated. You know, insurance pays, I imagine, something. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's limits on it. But it does set a weird precedent because, you know, a major, um, you know, figure in the jiu-jitsu community, you know, Henna Gracie, you know, he he basically sold the guy sold out. Sold him out. Hard. Sold him under the bus. Now I don't know the details of if he was an affiliate. Is he an affiliate? I don't think so. So what brought him to as, as an expert witness? So they found him because of his popularity. Yeah, his social popularity, media. his social media presence. Right. He's a, he's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So people even outside of jujitsu, he's been on Shark Tank. Right? Oh yeah, he did his book for bag. his backpack hoodie, hoodie thing. Yeah. You know, so he's he's been everywhere. You know, he has that the magic name for jujitsu, mm-hmm. like magic last name of Gracie, mm-hmm. right? So everyone, if you know, if you don't know what jujitsu is, and you say, "Oh, Gracies," you know, you know what Gracies are. If you, unless you've been living under a rock for the last thirty years, right, right. So he has the magic name. He's got a very big 
Academy out in California. Mm-hmm. He trains, big affiliation. He, he, big affiliation. Uh, you know, he trains star, stars, right? Is it him or his brother? Him that's married to a WWE? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Are we talking superstars? about the black belt in the video? No, no, no. no. This is the expert witness. This is how all this kind of came out. This is the only way it got done, the way it done, and the way it did, the way it came out. This is why it. it Are we talking about the R E N E R Henner? Henner, Henner. yeah, Henner. Okay, everything every R. He was there. Every R is H. No, he wasn't. He was just an expert. He was an expert witness for the the um the 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 person that sued the black belt. Mm -hmm. So he came in and. And because of his who he is, his last name, his gym, you know, he trains Hollywood stars. I think he's married to a WWE superstar. It would make sense that he is and not a uh, Horian. Is it Horian, his brother? Helian. Yes. Helian. 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 Yeah, one of them. Yeah. So anyway, Portuguese and with an R that sounds like an R with H, but they've lived in the United States their entire Hefe. lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hefe. So Hefe. anyway, well, Hefe's, he no, uh, Spanish. They they found him as an expert <laughs> witness because he is a multi degree black belt to testify against this gym and gym owner uh, in this uh, you know this trial for this guy for you know millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he basically went in and said that the guy didn't use proper technique, that he was negligent. Because of the way he was training, the way yeah, the like way that he was he doing too hard. Now, mind you. How long has it been since Kunzel? Uh year and a half. Year, year, and, a year half. and a half. So mind you, a young athletic athlete. Yeah. Stud. Stud. Jiu-jitsu kid. Yeah. Stud. Coming up the ranks. Stud. Sub two of our guys. Stud. Yeah. Sam, Sam and Austin, Austin. by with arm, arm bars same in the arm same bar. day. Yeah. Stud. Just stud from, athlete. Fight sports. Fight sports down in Miami. Yeah. Cyborg. Fight sports HQ. And he they didn't disclose how or whatever. I, I heard. Really? Yeah, it was a, a a botched fireman's carry. That makes sense. So what happened? He's paralyzed. He's from the paralyzed neck, from, or the from the shoulders down. down. Now, in a train a training accident, a freak training freak accident. training accident. You know, he was rolling with black. It was a comp class. Now the difference would be the difference yeah, is he's he was a, he was training. at the time a brown belt uh, competitor, high level competitor in a comp training room. Um, training with black belts, but went for went for a fireman's carry, which basically you kneel down, you you have control of the gear. Oh, he was running the fireman's. He was running the fireman's. Huh. And it, they based out on top of him Ugh. and smashed. Um, and someone a little bit bigger, he botched a fireman's carry, tucked his head the wrong way, freak accident, severed, you know, broke his back, severed, partially severed his spinal cord. He He's starting to get mobility. He's got mobility in his arms now. But not full dexterity in his hands, move his legs a little bit, but definitely can't can't walk, um, and without you know extreme like mechanical assistance. But the difference is is the fight sports team is he he was such a big part of their team. I mean, he was their guy at yeah. purple and brown belt. He mm, was their guy for sure. And the only like, thing right above him was Roosevelt making his ranks. Yeah, making his ranks through brown. Yeah, yeah, Ro- yeah. Roosevelt was oh, yeah. was a step above him. Yeah, you know, Kunzel was like their purple belt mm-hmm. going into brown. Uh, you know, Kunzel was purple and going into brown. Roosevelt was brown going into black. As far as notoriety, they had a handful of killers. They had all a handful of down, killers, but, but he was there. He was the one. They, you know, he all he did was fly around and compete. You know, he was in their room. He was their guy. You know, uh, Cyborg himself coached him. He trained with all those world champ black belts down there. Mm-hmm. 
So the difference between this situation in California that just happened and the Kunzel situation in Florida is Kunzel and, and the fight sports community leaned into Kunzel when it happened and they just swallowed them up. You know, they made sure. And I think the kid comes from money, too. So, so they, they, you know, everybody around them and, you know, Cyborg's not, not hurting for anything down there. He's got plenty of money. So they got him to the best doctors. They, they just swallowed him up with love because it really was just a freak training accident. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just wrapped him up where this guy, and, and some of that's Kunzel too. Kunzel's a really good kid. You know, really nice young man. You know, we talked to him. He's yeah, super in, friendly. Intense competitor, but super, super friendly. Yeah, super good attitude. You know, right? yeah. talk, talked with Sam Sam after his match yeah. and before his match was super friendly. You know, invited Sam down to train with him down in Miami when he, if he, you know, when he come down. Just come down, train with us for a week. Super great kid. So he didn't go immediately the opposite way. He just leaned into his gym and his community that he had. And it sounds like this guy went the other way and said, well, I'm just going to sue you for millions of dollars. And and maybe the relationship wasn't there or that. But Kunzel had something very similar happen, and there was no lawsuit. There was no you know, terrible situation. And, and, and I don't know that it, it would have got done without Henner testifying. I agree. But in a biased way. Yeah, there's so, no way right, you look so, at that so and the then video. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way you see the video. It didn't look malicious and draw that conclusion. No, it was a freak. It was an anomalies happened. Like, so, so my question there this is what I wanted to ask you to begin with. This guy, I know you said he had wrestling background. Yep, but for practical purposes here, he was obviously not as experienced as the black belt. For he sure, was still a white belt mm-hmm. yep. or maybe blue, but probably purple. Okay. Five five years. Look, you train five years. You have a wrestling background. You 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 train five years. You know, most people it's it's two years of belt, right? So so my question is, and I, and and I'm not by any way saying that the guy that was paralyzed that yep. that it was his fault. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. But during that move, is there something that he did not do correctly? Yes. What did yeah. he not do? So tuck his head, tuck his head, r- r- roll the right way. Yeah, there's there's a reason why we front roll. Front it's rolls. not just to look silly. Like you can front roll. It is a front roll is a fundamental movement, just mm-hmm. like a technical stand up. Um, sometimes it's better to front roll. Than so he to did like not bail. chin to chest. At, no, the way it looked like to me, and you can't exactly see it because the black belt's you know behind him, and all you see is his back, and you can't see his head placement too good, but. And I only watched it a couple times, and it's just a short clip. But apparently he turned the, at the last minute. And in doing so, like all the – instead of it just like going over the shoulder, it went directly over his neck, right? Mm-hmm. So he essentially got like Folded. accordion yes. like this way, right? Mm-hmm. Or lawn chair, <clears throat> scorpion. Yeah. Um. Now, the the pushback I have on it is everybody's saying that it was like there was there was no negligence and um you know, there was nothing wrong with the technique. It was perfect, it was fine technique, you know. I push back against that a little bit. The um a lot of the times, especially if you're a black belt, if somebody ends up hurt, it primarily falls on you. Mm-hmm. If 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 even if you know, if, if if two white belts are across the room and I let them get paired up and I see them going for footlocks not knowing anything or I see them cranking on a Kimura and guys riding the light and I don't do something to stop it and I just watch this happen, 
in some form or fashion, that kind of I'm responsible. You know, I have to take ownership of that. Right. Um, you're in a leadership position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the technique portion of it, and th- and that's a bit of a stretch in the scenario. Like, again, anomalies happen, freak accidents will happen if you do enough training, enough volume. The odds are going to be against you at some point, and somebody gets hurt. We've all experienced. Yep. It. We've been in it long enough. We experience injury. I lost um, a toenail. Fucking toenails all the time, bro. Bro, toenails. And um, so I pushed back that it was perfect, though, because the variation that that he did is not the variation that I do. Now, that doesn't mean that that's the one I do is the right one or that's the only one that exists and that's the only one that should be done. It's just mine is – or mine. The one that I've been taught and the one that I've practiced – you run your feet out to the side, almost like a reverse, like I'm rolling over my own shoulder, and then I front roll, forcing your chin to your chest and forcing you to front roll, right? Um, the way it looked to me is he did it straight on. Now I don't, And that may be a variation, but it was a combination of the two. And I'm not saying it, it definitely wasn't malicious. I'm just saying it's a perfect storm of freak accident, and it didn't look like he was just completely controlled in his front roll. You know, he it did seem like he just went for it. Does that mean that he should be sued for $46 million and be but shunned? Let, let's, let's just put this out there. Ain't nobody getting $46 million from this no, guy. No, 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 no. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah, who's getting $46 million? Like, it, 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 not. Ain't nobody. I had somebody say something to me. Well, David said something to me about um, uh, our waivers. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> where are you getting 46? Where are you getting no, a bunch of money so, out of me? Like, so good luck. They, it was probably <laughs> – that, but I insurance mean, that, that would have been civilly, I would think. Um, yes. But does insurance yeah. pay for negligence? It does. Yeah, there's but, a but but insurance companies their policy limits. Yes. Regardless, and there's state limits also, right? Right. Jeff, well, in the, some in a lot of states, it depends depending yeah, on the situation. Yeah, and it depends on like uh, like in the when you start talking about bodily injury, um, in situations where there are now, I I'll tell you this, uh, you know, attorneys. That's where the problem is, right? Mm-hmm. Attorneys get involved and they just mess everything up. I mean, they can turn. Now I'm talking. I'm speaking more of like auto accidents and things like that. But you know, you may have five hundred thousand dollar limit on your auto policy. Who's to say that you go out there and you kill an entire family in a car wreck and you're negligent? You know, there's three kids in there. Um, you know that they're not going to somehow award more money now an insurance company has a limit that they're going to pay but a lot of times what happens is is if there is uh, the attorneys will find ways whether it be wrongful death whether it be um, you know some sort of uh, well I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying I'm, I'm, I'm going blank on this particular word but basically is it just means that they that the insurance company dropped the ball they'll look for ways for the insurance company to drop the ball and any slight misstep you know and boom they're coming out you know with gloves off and and going for anything they can get mm-hmm. and so you know and, and Georgia I'm, I'm getting way off topic here but you know there's a website called judicial hell holes <laughs> no kidding is California on that list? California, New York, no shit, and Georgia. Oh, wow. our top, our top three. Wow. Guess who's number one? Oregon, Georgia. No, that's crazy. Number one for judicial hellholes. 
Really? Talking about fraudulent claims, people mm-hmm. like just. I mean, I'm telling you, man. If you, if, if you every time you get your insurance bill, and I've worked in the insurance industry, and I get bitched out all the time. You know what? It's because one call. That's all. Everywhere you look, mm-hmm. because what's now? Those guys. Two, think two, about two, two, it. Two, you two, know, two, two. when we were kids, if somebody got in a car wreck, Morgan and Morgan, you swapped your insurance cards and you moved on. Right now, what do they do? They get out. They're holding their neck, mm-hmm. holding their back. Oh, they're just yeah. They're like Ezel on Friday. Oh my neck. Oh my back. Well, you just scream. <laughs> oh my neck and my back. I mean, I, yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to get off. That's a rabbit hole. Yeah. No. 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 no I was actually going to speak to that. Like, does this only get done? I didn't realize that about Georgia. I, I I was wondering if this only got done because it was in a state like California. Oh no! So, I think if it had been in Georgia, it'd been the same way. I mean, so here's damn. here's where I think. Well, that, I'm scared. The the reason this got done though, I think it was kind of you talked about the perfect storm about him, you know, rolling more over straight over the guy's head, the guy just making a little bit of a mistake, roll, you know, turning his head maybe the wrong way. I, I think the perfect storm for this was you have a, a martial art that isn't widely known from most you, you pick a jury of your peers right and jujitsu and who knows what jujitsu is do do any of them have a really good idea of what jujitsu is take 12 random people from carroll county it's gonna be hard to explain it's they're, it's, they're gonna think it's karate yes or taekwondo or wrestling right depending on how you explain it it becomes an ink blot to them. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you see on this paper? Well, I see wrestling. Well, I see, well, they're wearing a gi, so I see karate. And right. So they don't know what it is. So it's the lawyer, one, they, an ignorance to what the sport is, right? Mm. A a expert witness who is so believable because if you do even have any idea what jujitsu is, you hear Gracie and you're like, Oh, this guy this guy started jujitsu. Well, he's animated. Yeah. He's yes. super and he's very charismatic. Okay. Here's the huge burning elephant in the corner. Did this poor soul, this man that is now paralyzed, mm-hmm. did he not sign a waiver? Absolutely. Yeah, but they I don't know if I want to put it waivers, Jeff Jeff, if you don't know, are completely ironclad. You cannot get past them. Mm. I announced this to the class today at an mm. open mat. They are sealed tight. When you sign that waiver, there ain't shit you can do about it. I'm being completely. Uh, yeah, I can tell you're being yeah. sarcastic, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> <Why>? still. Because, <laughs> yeah. It there's, would seem. You can pretty much, like, I mean, it's the same as, like, a 24-hour gym, fitness gym waiver. Mm. Like, it really don't mean shit. It, it really doesn't. And and so they they got this expert witness who's a Gracie, who knows what he's talking about, who it's easy to put over, right? Henry Gracie is easy to put him over on normal people. He He's trained with the Hollywood elite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu guy's guy. He's Brazilian. He, he looks Brazilian. So what did he, he is, do? He went in there and just blistered this He went in there and just blasted this black belt. And, and I really I, – what I want to see – I want to see the testimony mm-hmm. I, or the transcript of his testimony mm-hmm. to see really how it – because the way all this came out is Henner came out with, with this big statement, three-paragraph statement about this this situation, and I think he was trying to cover his butt with the jiu-jitsu community on, well, you know, Boy. I did act as a witness. He's getting drugged this, in the mud and he's, right he's now, getting a, Yeah, he's getting drugged behind a four-by-four four right now. 
Um, and then what, ironically enough, at the end of it all, he plugs his own company and, you know, Gracie combatives. Want, want, want on that? Yeah, I, we, I wish we had a want, want, want button because, you know, at the end of this big statement of, you know, virtue signaling, you know, this guy was negligent and I was an expert witness. He hits him with the out of but, the kindness of his heart. But we don't do this at Gracie combatives. We don't teach these techniques. And the reality is that. It could have just as easily have happened. Absolutely, with with Henner Gracie on his back. Absolutely, it it absolutely could have. But Henner keeps it playful. Yeah, of course he does. Because Henner has so many. No, that's not a good point. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no, and and he just he's he sold the bag. He got paid one hundred forty six thousand dollars to testify in this case, and he chose money over. Jiu-jitsu culture. Jiu-jitsu culture well, is something. Is integrity. Is, is, yeah, it's, it's like any tr- martial art, especially early in that martial art. That's a good plug. Right? It Way. is. Yeah. Very Henner-like. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> like any martial art, the, the closer you get to its inception, the more the more honor is in the system, right? You know, go, you know, judo or any, any martial art, karate. Back at its inception, it's all about honor mm-hmm. and respect and dignity and and all those things are all built into the moral code of that martial art. Jiu-Jitsu as a relatively new martial art has a lot of those things in it. It's it you know, now you get you karate and it's McDojos that are just paying, you know, kids pay twenty dollars to test out and they get promoted and you got eight year old black belts running around that that couldn't couldn't knock that curtain down over there. Right. Well, they broke a board. Bull crap. They they broke a little piece of board that was pre scored and all they had to do is fall forward into it. So Can you imagine we took the comp kids? Oh and we were just God. like break this board and now you've got your new belt. Yeah. Like, like we, we could take what are we doing? or if we took our comp kids up against a group of kids from a It'd be awful. Uh I wouldn't even be I wouldn't even feel it, nice it about it. It would be terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't even I'd feel terrible about it. Terrible. Those kids would their whole lives would be like they're no, black they'll be belt. ruined. And look, our kids would be. You what, we ever, have some tough kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, but bro, we gym. we would yeah. ruin our kids. We would never be able to tell our kids anything because they just beat up a black belt, bro. They they yeah. just, just so they're they're now the they're big fat headed. They'll be like, know, they're they're the, the I'm the ruler of the world now because I the night a that black we belt. took the uh, the the belt promotion night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a I have a picture. Um, I think it's actually in front of you and Simon, but it's all the all the boys. Well, Eliana's in it too, but it's all the boys, you know, with their belts. And I thought, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking. I told Amanda, I said, I hope and pray that all these boys stick with this mm-hmm. and stay with this. I said, but can you imagine this group of boys ten years from now? No. I said, can you imagine this group of boys ten years from now? I said, if, if as tight as they'll be as brothers, mm-hmm. but you talking about some bad little some <laughs> bitches walking around. I mean, Jeff, it's what keeps me going, buddy. It <laughs> it's is what, awesome. What, and the in the hardest of days and stuff like that, dude. It's it's that part of this, um, amongst a few other things, but it is definitely one of been the, the big driving factors in my sure continuous drive to do what I do, like. Uh, yeah, when those kids and it's it's what keeps me training. Sure, because I'll be oh, damned if one of these yeah. little jokers going to choke me when they oh, get eight, like there's coming big a enough day. to do it. They ain't choking me. Fuck there's coming the a day. They're going to put me out when a when a when a Aiden 
Is, oh, is going to be a wrecking Lord, ball. I keep forgetting about Aiden's going to be a monster. He is. Look at Chris. Aiden at 16 is going to be a pro. He's going to be. And he's going to be big. And he's going to be big. He's not going to yeah. be little. He's no. going to be big and te- has technique. You know. And, and, and he we flows, yeah. Boys. And we see it though. We so Jeff, we kind of have a little glimpse, Kyle and I, because we remember eight nine years ago when Sam yeah. was just really starting to get into training, right. And, and ten years ago, I guess, I guess now he was twelve. So Jesus Christ, tw- ten years ago, Sam ago. W- was just really starting to train a little bit. And now, the Joker gives us everything we can handle, and he's 155 pounds. And mm-hmm. well, and Simon, and Simon, the same and way. Simon same was. I mean, they were both scrawny kids. Yeah, they're both not. But big. Sam was always like, you know, athletic, and yeah. you know, and Simon did sports too. But Simon, you know, he'll even tell you like he was underweight as a child, like as a kid growing up, and you know, Simon, those boys used to just get beat. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, Simon's funny. Simon told me one day. He said, he said. I, Pen reminds me a lot of myself. Mm-hmm. He said, because I was always little. Mm-hmm. I was always the smallest kid in class. You know, he said, I was always having to, like, try to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said, he said, just keep them in the right direction, he said, because it'll pay off. Yes. Oh, yeah. They get a certain sense of urgency that gets controlled at some point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can't let... Simon, I can't, I can't mess around with Simon or Sam. Like I have oh. to put it on him every time I, I roll with him, yeah. unless I'm just. Me and Simon can probably work. Well, Sam too. If we like go into him, like, hey, we're just gonna kind of flow. Yeah, you know, let's just work on some stuff. Go jujitsu for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But and I can still, if I'm on top, I'll play. Um, not my A game. I'll play. You know, I'll go a little more jujitsu for jujitsu, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of play a smaller man's game yep. a bit because I, I benefit from it too. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. play the chess match. But if we're going for it, like I have to smash some jokers because they're playing jujitsu for jujitsu too. They're not attacking me like mm-hmm. like they would if it was comp. Then jokers get every bit of their hundred and fifty five, hundred and sixty pounds latched onto my upper body. Yeah, Dude, there's they're going to take some. Yeah, I can't. I can't. There's not much I'm going to be able to do about it. So I have to put it on them. And that is a glimpse into it. That um, I love yeah. it. And, and love those it. those guys, Sam and Simon, started in you know late preteen years, early teenage years, yeah. twelve, thirteen. These kids started when they're these eight. kids started yeah six, six and eight. seven, eight years old. And, and jujitsu is jujitsu now is so different than what it was ten years ago. It is it is so much more progressed than where it was when we were mm-hmm. ten years ago when when we were. Blue belts. Well, not only that, or white belt, or but we blue, had belts. not nearly the amount of content that's yep. available. That's right. We had not training. nearly yep. the gyms. amount of yet yeah, gyms cross, cross training, training. Yep. but also we didn't have competition purple belts. No, coaching us and then being overseen by black belts also no. coaching right. and instructing us. Yeah, we had to figure out a bunch of trial by fire. Yeah, mm. yeah. Now these kids have. High-level competition purple belts. In our gym, Simon and Sam, mm-hmm. high-level competition purple belts that are teaching kids, and then they're also getting black belt instruction above that. And then the purple belts are getting black belt instruction on how to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. So they're getting and black they're, belt instruction. They're yeah. getting high-level comp purple belt instruction. And jujitsu as a whole has progressed so much further well, than what it was 10 years ago. You know, and, and for me – like just from my perspective as a dad of of a kid, uh, you know my kid's the reason that I even mm-hmm. got into this. You know, I knew what it was, yeah. but it was never like 
I never had anybody say, hey, why don't you come do this? Yeah. You know, I never even thought about. It's a common sales tactic. We get the kid in and we wrote it works. the dad in. It works, yeah. man. Sure. Um, <laughs> Unless they're betas. But, you know. But, they wear do-rags and shit. But, like, scarves, watching Scarves on the sideline. That's not fair. I'm sorry. The scarf is not a bet. All right, scarves are okay. tough. He does wear. I know who you're talking about. Come on, scarf I'm, I'm not talking about no, no, no. shit. I'm just in general. Guy? I know you're talking about. I'm just in general. I'm he just does in wear general. a scarf. Talking about scarf dads. I was talking about no, that, seating hairlines. There's a guy that wears a scarf. Every now there's actually a the couple. Winter, there's, there's a couple. There's actually a yeah, couple. There's a couple. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> and some are worse than others. Yeah. It's, a, it's a scale. No. Look, I don't mind a good scarf. Yeah. I've never worn one, Look, but I imagine if I was if in the market. I lived in, when, so I when I lived one. in northern Indiana, <laughs> I had to wear a scarf out of just practicality. You just need necessity. something to cover your neck so that you don't freeze to death because it's negative 30 and the wind's blowing. We live in Georgia, okay? <laughs> it gets 30 degrees twice a year sure. and might snow it's a the little aesthetic, bit. bro. Yeah, which brings it, me back which to is my the point. problem. That's the problem. So dads like Jeff, who's who's an alpha, right? He's a, he's a true male. Jeff is a true male, even if he had never trained before. He's he's a he's a man, and he men don't wear scarves. Scarf. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm here and now on the record. You're men, saying men don't wear scarves unless it's ex, unless the weather dictates it, where it's that cold. <laughs> men don't wear scarves unless you are unless you're like black tie. And it's wintertime. You're full James Bond. Go full James Bond. Let, let's, let's go a little step further. Not in Carrollton. Not in, yeah, bro, you know, not. If you're Buckhead. Come on. Not to the gym. you hang out at the Corner Cafe a lot? Not to, not to the gym the, not to, to the watch. Gym. Not the jiu-jitsu Watch your gym. kid do jiu-jitsu. It's Don't tough. wear a scarf. I'm just trying to make an argument for anyway. those people. So. Like, I probably have scarves in my closet. I definitely don't have a scarf. But I, I don't wear them. I do them. not have a scarf. I may. What about them, uh, like again, Iraqi, you know, kind of? But even those, those are guys, difference, bro. Apparently, those, they those don't guys blow people up, man. That's not a scarf. And they're different. Yeah, that's not a scarf either. What Let's if you're, say, uh, what if what you're you fishing the flats? What do you call that thing? What are those? Is that not? You know what I'm talking about? That's not a scarf. Mm-hmm. Are you still no, talking because about you Iraqis? Use, oh, oh, I'm not talking about the uh, the like, turban or whatever. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, turban. Yeah, no, you're no, talking no. about fishing. I'm talking about fishing too. I've seen get fishing guys wear them too. Yeah. Like it's like uh What's protection? It's not it's like sun protection. No. Yeah. No, it's I'm talking about if you're wearing it for a, a purpose, like cashmere knitted, <laughs> throw it over your shoulder. You don't have to say it like tassels that. Tassels on don't have the to explain end. That it's knitted. Scarf yes. to the gym. It's right to up watch there your with, kid do jujitsu. Yeah, it's right up there with. Tight I feel like we've gone. He probably has a scarves. beret at home. <laughs> I don't even know this guy. This 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 guy. This, I know this who guy. He is. I don't know who. I don't know. It's it's plural. May There's may, more than one. Well, see, it may or may not exist, but they probably have a beret. They, I'm saying beret. It, <laughs> I don't know why it's killing me. But, oh, and his scarf. And and you know, it's guys like that that. You know, in the fifties, smoked cigarettes with cigarette holders instead of oh, just like using artists. Fingers. Artists, yeah, just mashadi. Just, it's just feminine. It is. Let's just say it. It's feminine. All right, but yeah. those guys don't train. Those guys don't train. But you guys like Jeff do. Mm-hmm. And and that to your point, that is a big sales tactic. Get your kid in here, <laughs> and okay, don't you want to be out here and doing cool crap with your kid? 
Right, Jeff. Well, yes, and what I was, what I was, the, the it's a huge tangent. Jesus Christ, I but, love it. But yeah. we're, we are back. <laughs> we are back. I love the big we made it. Bag, we're baby. back we on, full on full circle. circle. We are back on on. Uh, Welcome back, on ladies topic. and gentlemen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, what I was hip. getting at was, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we're back. Oh, you need some more? I need a yeah, a refresher. Um, no, but what I was getting at was jujitsu, and, and obviously I'm I'm literally preaching to the choir here. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, we haven't even introduced ourselves. We haven't. Ah, they get it. But I'm me, you're you. We'll work him. on that. We'll, we'll work, work on, on that. Okay. He's him, you're you. So I know, but if we go, if we get big and famous, we will. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll, the we'll trial have the runs. Intro. So yeah, we'll do. Well, yeah, we can we'll do go back intro. and do the intro. This is a this is our intro. trial run. So yeah. the so the the cam cam and the rev are cam and the rev are both I'm dyslexic uh, too. black okay. belts mm-hmm. in Brazilian jiu jitsu. They are yep. both experts in their craft. Got our I mean. black belt on the same day. Yes, yeah, boy. Uh, and then there's me. Then um, there's Jeff. Then there is, is I am the oldest in the group. I'm yep. 46. Are you? And yeah, I'll be forty-seven in July, uh, June. How old are you, Mark? Forty-three. And I'm a oh, white belt. Y'all went high school together. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a newbie. I just Did started we? about fifteen fifteen months ago. So totally different backgrounds. But here's what I was going to get. You really at. not fourteen, not sixteen, fifteen on the dot, huh? Bro, he's like he's like a kid so saying you, they're you four can. and a <laughs> half or four and three quarters. <laughs> Why don't you just say a year? A year and a half. Fifteen months. <laughs> In three a days, year, twelve hours, yeah. yes. a year and I three keep months. up with it. Okay, it's important. It's like that. It's like the uh, Jeff's definitely not counting. The, the grown up where they, uh, the grown ups movie where the woman was breastfeeding. She's like, "How old's your kid?" And she's forty eight months. <laughs> and exactly. She goes, she's four. That's four. Right. <laughs> okay, a little right. over a year. Damn it. <laughs> there we go. Money. <laughs> How many stripes are you right now? I don't even know. Yes, you do. I don't keep up with yes, it. Yes, you do. I just, Every just a, white belt I'm knows just how many stripes they have. I'm Every just white a white belt. <sighs> Sticking okay. to it. Uh. I have three and a half stripes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <That's better>. anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. But here's my point. Jiu-Jitsu has been so good for my nine-year-old. It has... It has just bolstered his confidence. It has he was already physically tough. He's always been physically tough. I mean, the kid has a pain tolerance that is literally uncanny for his age. Mm-hmm. I'd he, agree. He, he had to get an IV at Scottish Rite about uh, a month ago. He was turned out he we thought he had uh, appendicitis and he was just constipated. Yeah, but they they put an IV in him. They're like, and, the, and the nurse is like, "Hey, listen." Um, she's like, "Ben, this is gonna hurt." She goes, "I'm just warning you." She's just gonna just gonna pinch a little bit. We're gonna put this needle in. Not only did he not even jump, he sat there and watched it go mm. in. Just watched the needle goes in, and he goes, "Oh, hey, that's cool." Didn't flinch. I don't she, watch the needle go in. No, dude. Even I don't. Watch I, the I, I look away. He, I'm telling you, he's yeah. different when it comes to pain. Like, yeah. if he's crying. It's serious. Something hurt. Yeah, oh, hurt yeah. I picked up on that with Pim pretty quick. Yeah. He's, like, you have to kind of pull him to the side for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah. It, there's a lot there. We are very fortunate, and there's, like, a good group of four or five kids that are tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, surprisingly, some homeschool kids. 
Yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean, so, just because I have the stereotypical, you know. So what he? Let me tell you what he did the other night. I thought this was, this was this was the side of him that I have really seen come out the confidence and the. So he's playing soccer, mm-hmm. and there's two little brothers. I think I don't know if they're twins or whatever, but they're on the soccer team and they're really good at soccer. And um, now they're like blood brothers. No, uh, I don't know. No, I, I think they are. They might be really twins. Uh, okay, okay. So actually, I got you. I got you. Um, but they're uh, they are kind of bullies, really. Uh-huh. They they think they're better than everybody at soccer, and and they are. And uh, so one of them just nope. kept he just kept met, he kept knocking Penn's ball out of his hand just as they're standing in line. He just knocked his ball out of his hand just to be a dick. And then kick it to the other side of the field. Uh-huh. And um, so Penn, Amanda's watching the whole thing. So typical eight-year-old, nine-year-old little boy, he kind of he kind of balls his fist up and holds his fist back like he was going to punch Penn. You know, just kind of like, like you know, <laughs> really? kind of like this kind of thing. And before he could even blink, Penn just grabbed him and just goes, bam, and just pushed him on the ground. Just, just threw him back. And I mean, just like really fast. And the little boy hit the ground, and uh, and Pim just kind of standing there looking at him like, you know. Yeah, what's it going to be? Now what? what? Now, yeah, now what? What's it going to be, buddy? And um, Amanda was like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> the little boy just he got, got up, and he, he grabbed his ball and literally walked good away. For, good for him. But, Check that shit. you know, he's he wouldn't have done that two years ago. Mm. You know, he, been, he, would, he probably wouldn't have known what to do. But mm. now he's confident that, you know, in his mind, he – and I, I don't necessarily disagree with this, but I guarantee you, in his mind, any kid that's in his age weight, in his age uh, weight class, it's not some big kid with no training. Hey, they're white belts, Pin. Yeah, yeah, they're he, just white belts, yeah. buddy. <laughs> uh, he's he's very confident that he'll. Yeah, he, can he take should them, be. You know? He should be. So it's uh, where it gets like squirrely is um, the older they get because you know kids become dynamic. Sure, and then it becomes the difference between sport and then your self defense portion, right? Because we are so competition heavy, it's sometimes we forget to kind of double back on, you know. All right, guys, you know, we need to just make sure that like real life scenario, we understand the context to it here, and we're not pulling do, guard in a street fight. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I want us to do a. Uh, I would love for us to do like a self defense, like a real scenario. Dave talked about that one night. Dave talked about. He said. That he might one night teach a, you know, a how to what to do real life scenario, like if someone like is attacking you. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that would be great. Coming to my officers only class, that's their fundamentals. My beginners program, it does. I thought part you had to be it. a police officer to come to that. Yeah, but you know a guy. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it would be nice to be able to work that in, but we have so many. Uh, we have to work the competitors in. The time slot's an issue, but it would be good to spend some time maybe in the off season, and maybe we do a camp, um, like a self defense class. Maybe we do like well, we do like a all right. We're gonna devote a four week course in July. My kids are idiots. <laughs> Your kids are a lot, bro. <laughs> Uriah and his his girlfriend. Uriah, he is. They, they, they're, he is they're, they're gym dogs. All my kids are gym dogs. He trained bro. today. He did open mat. Oh, you you dropped him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh did good. Yeah, did good. Yeah, they're all gym. He dogs. uh he told me he was like uh I'm just gonna stay away from the from the leg stuff and all. Snow. I was like okay, cool, cool. Yeah. 
then you fast forward to his next role with Zach and um, young Zach. And Zach's pulling into the leg entanglements and all this now. Said, "We're probably gonna have to address that lower body issue there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have, like, even if you're gonna just be defensive, like you yeah. still have to, you still gotta mess with it. Yeah. But it would be good to do the uh, the uh, like a course in the off season after after IBJJFs and when there's not comps and do it and just make sure they're understanding like the real life scenarios of it. Like you just you do what we do." Um, like the days that we're just doing takedowns and we're staying on top. Yep. And it just you just have to understand the context. Like this whole thing that sport guys are not going to know what to do in a street fight is just ridiculous. Oh, that's craziness. That it's, is no, so it gets asinine. Worse for you because now they can hit you. Yeah, and they can do all the same stuff. They're just not going to go and pull guard. It's right. so stupid. <laughs> but how about what happens if you put them on their back? Oh. So if you are a wrestler or a football player and you happen to spear one of my kids and get them on his back. Good luck. Yeah, you're you better hit him because my kid just green lighting your ass to do whatever whatever rip he wants your arm to you. off. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's it will be bad. You'll yeah. be a kid mangled. There like, there are it. and especially you, you if you piss them off and they don't control it mm-hmm. because they know how to control it in comp. But if if they're like getting beat in a fight and I don't and know that I down, disagree with I, them. no like, I don't I definitely don't if I'm getting beat to a certain point no. like I don't know that. Anybody like I don't know if y'all in this no. room's gonna stop me up to a certain point. No, that's exactly right. So if they, they're getting they, they're back against the wall. They're not going to stop, and the kid's not going to tap. And if he does, they're probably not going to stop anyway no. because well, you've done put them in a bad position. No, that's what I'm saying. They they don't know the well, they don't know, don't to, know tap. to tap, Mm-mm. and the kid the kid that knows jujitsu isn't going to be in a position to even feel it if he does because mm-hmm. he's he's going to be full defense mode. You know, and that's that's one of the dumbest dumbest arguments about jujitsu. This street versus sport jujitsu, it doesn't exist. Okay, and I I get it. I say it doesn't exist. It exists a little bit conceptually, mm-hmm. but all it takes is explaining. If you have a high level competitor, right, blue belt, purple belt, or up, blue belt or up, high level, purple blue belt or up, someone that that competes multiple times a year. You know, trains five or six times a day, and you take that blue belter up, and you put him in a street fight. They are going to just completely destroy unless they get just, just hit first punch, and 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 knocked completely unconscious. And anything can happen in a street fight, and that's of the course, danger. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the danger, and that's what why you you know we have to teach kids what we do. Yeah. is that that don't get in a fight. You know. Well, and it's it, stay it's away not from worth fights. it, but uh, uh, make sure that we explain to all the kids yes. all the time that it's like it's a Spider-Man thing. With great power yep. comes great responsibility, yes. and these kids aren't going to know to tap and to understand that if you choke a person, and we talk about it in domestic issues with women, mm-hmm. um, we make sure we put a lot of emphasis on like you have a lot of power within being able to choke somebody. That's why we have to be careful who we show it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and necessarily, not necessarily like, I'm going to show you to the, a choke today, so now you're a dangerous killer. You have to then become efficient at it. So we have to kind of unlock that that yeah. that door for you or try to get you to a point where you can unlock that door and walk through it. Right. Where, you know, and, and we have to make sure that we're, we're you know, we're responsible. If I, if I show somebody how to use that and they go and use it for bad, 
you know, or use it to be something malicious and, and criminal and stuff like that. That falls on me. Maybe not legally or not whatever. Legal, but morally. Morally, yeah. That's that's that'll definitely eat at my conscience. Mm-hmm. And the same for uh self defense wise for youth. They have to understand that to let go. They're not gonna tap. You need to understand to let go. That and if you do, then you're everything's fine. But understand that you're in control here at that point and just let go. Um because if you're not, something catastrophic will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing we talk about with women in domestic issues, and I've, <clears throat> I've had them, where, you know, husband's a real piece of shit, and husband's uh, regularly abusing mom, and mom's looking to learn some self-defense, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, horrific. I've had a couple that were just horrific scenarios, where I skipped over some of the, you know, some of the stuff that kind of drags out a little bit. But it's important stuff. But I went straight to lethal. Like, you need to be able to put this motherfucker out. You need to be able to snap something off. Because you are you don't have a choice but to be in the bad position. He's putting you there every time. And to also understand that if you go from he's the dominant in the room. He tells you what to do. You don't do it. He fucks you up. And he does even worse past that in front of the kids. If... You now flip the script on him, choke him unconscious, and decide to let go. You now remove yourself and your children. You remove yourselves or you remove him from the, from the situation. If you stick around, you have now upped the ante. This is where people get killed. Yeah, Because absolutely. now he's like, you wake up from being, you just realize what just happened, and it all reality comes. It's like everything slows down, right, when you go out. And everything gets real comfortable, like you're laying on a pillow, and you're in dreamland for a second. And then when everything starts coming back, everything just starts spinning a little bit more, right? And if you're in a nice environment, everybody's, hey, buddy, what's going on? Then everything's just kind of, you know, it's just like a little churn, you know, you're good. But if you wake up and it's chaos, and you re- all everything hits you at once, that what just happened? What was it? She just, she just tried to kill me. Hmm. Now, what do you think? You're, he just green. Now he's green lighted to to try to. He won't stop. He, he won't, won't stop. stop. Right. He won't stop. And he's gonna grab a weapon. He's gonna grab something. He's gonna kill you. Yeah. I mean, you saw this with Leandro Lowe, mm-hmm. a, a dedicated, like, a talented black belt man, like world champion, one of the greats. Definitely would have went down in Hall of Fame. Like one of the greats. Guy come up in a club. Talking shit and all this kind of stuff. Also trained. I think he might have been in like a purple belt. He was also apparently a detective. Mm-hmm. And starts being a real asshole. Lowe is all in his uh, a VIP section and everything. Guy snatches their bottles, being a dick. So Landro gets up, takes him down, chokes his ass out. Gets up, laughs about it, sits back down at his table, continues partying. Guy gets up. Everybody's laughing at him. Everything starts spinning, accelerating, I should say. Gets up, shoots him in the fucking head. Now, this is in Brazil, you know, but you just up the ante. You can't choke a man out like that and then expect for it to be all good afterwards. If I choke a man out, I I grab a fucking one percenter whenever I'm, uh, you know, when I used to, I don't bounce anymore. But I go and grab a one percenter, and he does something enough for me to warrant to have to choke him the fuck out. 
oh yeah. we, we done for the night yeah <laughs> we out like fuck the job bro <laughs> like 50 bucks ain't worth it <laughs> like, so you would we leave out. yeah oh we're out yeah either they're all out or i'm i mean yeah i'm i'm preparing i'm preparing for what's yeah they're gonna be waiting and i've had them i've had them wait out other patrons where we just sit and lock the door they're in the parking lot we're inside and we're just like no, we're not leaving. Neither are y'all. We're just gonna wait until their fucking sun comes up. Sit and have a few drinks until they leave. <laughs> until they leave, yeah. Sergeant of Arms and shit like that start showing up. Yeah, I'm not walking out there. And then if you're gonna get mouthy enough to where you're, oh fuck it, I'll go out there. Really? Will you? Really? Because I'm gonna tell you what's waiting. It's on you bad. Right you're not gonna make it. It's buddy. bad. They're not here for no reason. No. They're not here to like scare you out or nothing like that. No. They're not playing by the same rules. No. They don't play bro. by the same rules. The only rules that they are playing is what keeps them from coming in right now. Yeah. Those rules are what's keeping them from doing it in house. They don't, you know, they don't got rules. And see that that is where I do agree that sport and street have two totally different uh, you know, uh, that are totally different is when you start getting into not we're not talking about kid fighting anymore we're talking about adults mm-hmm. there are no rules when you get into that point of okay i'm going to get in a physical altercation in an alley somewhere yeah you know there are no rules so you have to be if you train you have to be ready for that that there's there you know if if you let them go if 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 you start choking them and they start tapping and flailing and you're like, oh, okay, buddy, you know, you good? Yes. And you let them go, they're not going to react well. You know, if they have a weapon, they're pulling it. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. it's not like in the gym. And that's where the difference is. Yeah. In the gym, you know, if if I'm if Jeff and I are rolling and I, and I tap Jeff out, or if I, I got a Jeff in a choke and Jeff taps and I let go. We we reset, touch hands, and go again. Everybody, everything's good. If I'm in a, a street fight and I'm choking this guy out and he flails and I'm tapping and I'm a nice guy because I have integrity and and I don't want to I don't want to put this guy completely to sleep. I don't want to break nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. You know, all right. You good? Hey, you good? You sure you good? He's going to say whatever he wants to say to get me to let go of so him. So what do you do? Do you hold the guy down? And yes. Run, until you completely the control him until it, a cop comes. If you, can, if you can control him without having to choke him out, yep. you can control the situation until they calm down, wait for some adrenaline dump. Yes. Maybe somebody else comes in and, you know, we can help kind of sort Let this out. Let like, minute, that minute or two go by that where they de-escalate just totally de-escalate. Right? But if I we reach the point where I have to choke you, that's like me pulling a gun. Yeah. Essentially. I don't pull it to fucking play around. I don't pull it because I'm just going to show it to you. I don't put you to sleep. No, yeah. I, I, if I start to choke you, you're going to tap or no tap. And stop then or don't stop. I'm not stopping. And then you're I'm getting, getting choked a, out. I'm going to choke you out, and then and I'm going to get away. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you. I'm letting go, yeah. and I'm running away. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you wake up, or you're going to wake up completely bound, or yeah. you know, you're going to be in another control. Yes. You're like, hey, you, you done? We're going to be able to, yeah. And then remove them. Or remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. If I've had to choke you, police should be on the way. Absolutely. Police should be on the way. If I had to choke you, police are on the yep. way. Unless you're into some other, you know, criminal intent. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm telling whoever's there, call 911 right now. This guy's yep. attacked me. Hey, call 911. I'm then, subduing him. Yep. Call 911 yep. right now. Yep. And then when they get there, hey. And then Cody sick. shows up and chokes him again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Police, for full disclaimer, police do not choke police, their police suspects. Choke. That they was a joke. Choke. I'm just telling you. They don't choke. I'm just telling you. 
No, you can joke about it. It's fine. They, they, as long as I say that right they after. Res- they, res- they restrain. Uh, it's um, what is it? Um, vascular restraints. <laughs> no, but yeah, I choke him out, and then I, you know, hello, Mister Policeman. There's your guy. He's ready to be cuffed. So, let's do this. I'm curious. I know we're trial running, and and I don't know, you know. So I really have only known you guys now for a little over a year. Fifteen months. I was going to say fifteen months and three days. <laughs> but. So, I'd love to know a quick, just a brief background on you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, your background. Jesus where you, oh, no, way to screw that up, no, Kyle. You're gonna, Did, man, you're gonna do we not want to discuss our background? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I would love to know. So, obviously, 43. <laughs> uh, been married 23 years, 24 years this year. What would be Four obvious kids. about you being 43? Because we already said it. Oh, I thought you meant no. Uh, there's no video, buddy. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I look, I look good for 43. Fucking I don't think right I look 43. I got a little baby face. Now you my hair's a, dying clear. You do have a face for radio. <sighs> yeah, but I'm married up, Jeff. You but up, I married. I think we all did. I married up. I think we all outpunted so, our coverage. I had somebody team. tell me today. It's <laughs> like, hey, bro, saw your wife. <laughs> you did. You did well. I was like, hey. Thank you. Uh, it's a, yeah, respect. Dap, tap up. And, uh, yeah, bro. Look, like, thank you. Thank you, but what are you really saying? No, you know? look, I, again, I'm 6'4", 350-pound black belt. I don't care. Right, yeah. right. Okay, but you know, I'm glad you think my wife's hot. Yeah, for I sure. I appreciate it. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but no, so 43, we're married. Uh, One be, day. We'll be married 24 <laughs> Uh, 24 years this November, four hey, kids. Can yeah. I get an applause? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Yay to Mary. Four kids, tw- oldest 22, Sam, high-level purple belt competitor. Uh, middle son, Jordan, who's 19. Uh, youngest son, Uriah, 17. Both of those are seniors in high school. And then uh, our only girl, our fourth child, is Paris, who's 12. I was uh, one of two kids, so I, I had a, a younger brother. Who passed away about seven years now ago? Now, uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, wow. seven years ago. Uh, Bill and I were tight, year and a half apart. Uh, I was a year and a half older. What, what happened? Like uh, I don't know. Or yeah, so he went into the hospital with uh, bad gall gallbladder issues and gall ducts backed up and vile and, and ended up getting some poison in his system and and just passed away suddenly. God. Uh, it was just a weird situation. He uh, was was they were trying to get his gallbladder scheduled to be removed. They didn't think it was an emergency situation. Uh, the doctor was out of town for a month that was supposed or for a week that was supposed to do it. So they're trying to make him just you know prolong it, wait, um, and mm. he ended up dying in the hospital. Uh, tragically, it was it was less than a week after his youngest uh youngest daughter was born oh so he uh sophia was born and he didn't even they he they crossed paths um from the home to hospital so before sophia came home from the hospital bill went into the hospital damn so uh he never even got to see his baby girl at home he he got to see her at the hospital and then he just was having this really bad uh you know, health issues with his gallbladder and went in and, and, and died unexpectedly. Uh, so 
Bill and I were very a year and a half apart. We're really close. I was I was older than him. Bill was bigger than me, believe it or not. He was six six. I was always just big, but he was a teddy bear. I mean, he was just as aggressive as sometimes I I can be. Bill was Bill was just soft and cuddly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know. One time Bill has been mean, but yeah. <laughs> other than that, Bill was Bill was a great 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 dad, just great great person. Um, so anyway, so just Bill and I, mom and dad are both still alive. They're both still married. Um, uh, grew up very poor in rural West Virginia. In them hollers. Up in them hollers. In them Mark educated me on hollers. Yeah, I had, to, I had to break it down for Kyle what a holler was. He had no I thought idea. they were just hollering like who like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Holler at you, boy. Uh, yeah, he was he was full, you know, like outcast. He, he was <laughs> okay, full like okay. ATL holler. What's up, shorty? <laughs> um, yeah. Down in the so, holler. But yeah, I grew up really poor. Uh, my grandfather retired from the coal mines. My dad started in the coal mines and then did construction and uh, always wanted better for me and, and me and Bill both and, and wouldn't refuse to let us fail in life and and push us to do, you know, we you know every little kid, you know, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to be just like you, right? And we, we tried, it's the first time we tried that, that I remember, I remember getting rebuked from my dad. You don't ever say that. You, I do not want you to be like I am. You, you're going to be better than me. And so pushed Bill and I both pretty successful in business. And, and uh, I went to college, didn't graduate college, uh, but I, I did. I was the first one in our family really to even go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so went to college a little bit and, and did well, done well in business and life and been pretty successful. But it, it all comes back to, for me, my dad, uh, mom and dad really just pushing us to not be failures and, and was really progressive so like you know you you think rural west virginia dad was was very open uh was very progressive you know everybody's equal you treat everybody the same and that's something that growing up in west virginia is really cool because everybody's poor so it doesn't matter what color you are you're poor yeah (laughs) you know yeah you know black white it doesn't matter we didn't have very many hispanic people in when i was growing up in in west virginia but you know, black or white didn't matter. You're poor. You're yeah, poor. You're you you poor. see everybody as equal. Yeah. There is no. You're all no struggling. Color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're all. You know, you're all. You're all eating potted meat sandwiches, <laughs> bro. There is no. You know, there's there's yeah. nothing. We so, all cold, brother. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and most of the dads, you know, they they worked. You know, especially when you get back in the hollers, they all work at the same coal company. They all do the same thing. And uh, so grew up pretty progressive as far as that and, and very thankful for it. You know, that everybody's the same. You treat mm-hmm. everybody the same. You uh, you respect people until they give you reason not to respect them. Oh, yeah. And some really just core value stuff. Do your parents still live there? Uh, they live in Kentucky now. Okay. Yeah. So they, they live in uh, western Kentucky now. Um, my brother married a girl when, when – you know, when he was alive, he married a girl from Western Kentucky, and uh, mom and dad, after Bill and them moved away to, uh, to uh, they they moved away to uh, Bill and Bill and his wife moved away to back to where she was from. Uh, mom and dad ended up a couple of years later moving out there to that area to, hmm. with them. So, yeah. you know, we were actually uh, we last no two summers ago, three summers ago. I don't know. One or two summers ago, we went up to West Virginia, uh, northern, northeast Kentucky, 
we went up there to uh, I think all these ATV trails called the Hatfield McCoy trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trail system. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we we stayed at this cabin. Uh, there was like a little campground, and we rented a cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome, uh, great, uh, great facility. I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head, but um, at the time, I had a like a Polaris side by side, and we went up there with uh, three, uh, two other couples, and we just, you know, there's thousands of miles of trails. Yeah, beautiful country, mm-hmm. and. They assign you a tour guide, you know, trail guide, and these are all just local yeah. hillbillies yeah. that live up there. And these guys were the, I mean, they were the salt of the earth, yes, just as good as yep. they could be. These guys mm-hmm. were awesome, and they took us all over. I mean, they showed us; it was amazing. I mean, I, it's some of the most beautiful country I've ever seen. But and the people up there, you're, they're so simple. They're so just down to earth. Yep. They don't need much to get by. They don't expect much. Yep. You know. Um, but that that's a I was trying to think of the name of the town that we were in. I can't think of it. Um but I've got some photos I could show you. But it was that's a that's a neat place. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love West Virginia. It's beautiful. It is it is really rural though. I oh, mean, yeah. There's, yeah. there's not a lot like to do you know you're not going to be successful in a lot of different places well we were up on we got up on this high point uh while we were riding Mm -hmm. we were up on this really high point we took a break we all had our lunches and we're sitting out and and uh benji who was the the tour guide guy he this dude probably 5 10 420 he's a monster (laughs) you know yeah Nice as he could be, and and off in the distance there was this building. You could I just, I mean, it was like a little speck, but you could see this building and it had like a, a white roof, like a white tin top. And um, somebody said, you know, uh, well, what is that? You know, we're, we're and he goes, oh, that's where they have. Uh, he said that's where they have a bunch of like cockfights and <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, so Anthony, one of the guys with me, said, hey. We ought to go over there tonight, and 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 what? And 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 Benji immediately goes. He goes, no. He goes, you don't want to go there. Uh-uh. He said. He said, you don't understand. He said that ain't a place you go. He no. said, if you're not from around here, he said <laughs> yeah. you don't go there. Yeah, right. right. That's said, it. That's exactly. He said that that's. Sense. He said uh, that's a that's a bad place. Is this West Virginia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, said, so you had some experience up there. Huh? He said like every. I said like what goes on there. He said you name it, it goes on there. Yeah, I had experience with a first experience with a West Virginia man. He about knifed four college kids. Hey, <laughs> speak um, of the speak of one of my special guests. All of a sudden, young wow. Samuel just uh, just walked up in the uh, podcast. What are you studio. doing, young Sam? Living his best life. Look at him. Hook him up. Oh, look at him. Skies out, thighs out. Skies out, thighs out. Just come on over, Sam. Bring your chair over. Get over here. Yeah, there should be another. There's uh, well, the Mike are over there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. Mike, you up, buddy. We'll uh, we'll get young Samuel plugged in here. Have you gotten your origin story out before the yeah, yeah, cockfighting? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was the beginning. <laughs> We're talking about chickens, Sam. Oh, no, we we've been down all the tangents. Chickens, okay.
L is left. The setup is super right. dope. It's so easy. I love it. I, I'm so happy with our new this, this our new podcast amazing. setup. Yeah. I mean, can, you, can you hear Sam? All right. You can hear Check yourself. Check the mic. Can I hear myself? Yeah, I can hear myself. All right. You got you to gotta get, get up in it. Yeah, get up in it. Can we give him an applause? <laughs> give him a, Young Samuel. We'd like to welcome Young Sam. Pretty boy jiu-jitsu in the house. Pretty boy jiu-jitsu. Pretty follow boy. Good. What's good? Social media. Would you media. like to introduce yourself, pretty sir? Pretty boy. I'm pretty boy jiu-jitsu accord. Um, Why would you do say name? your name wrong? Because people say, I was going to check that. I've been correcting people. You can't start that. saying accord because everybody can't else does. say accord. Look, Julian, everybody. What it's, it's, it's acred. Acred. It's acred. acred. Okay, acred. I thought it was I, I'm acred. at the point where I'm just kind of following the trends. You know, Look, I don't let people call. say camera. supposed to be a trendsetter, sir. Not exactly. I'm changing, the I'm changing our family tree today. You can't do that. You can't change the tree, That's terrible. Your ancestors are going to come back and hunt. Like Samuela. Samuela. Start changing your name. That's hilarious. And if it happens, it happens. Mm. Eat, eat, get up in that mic, Sam. I'm so, in it. Um, I'm in there. Yeah, you want your uh, lips to touch the fuzz. Lips to touch the fuzz. To you ought to be fuzz. familiar Get to with the that. tip, bro. Straight to the tip. Um, Not to the sorry, tip. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> look. <laughs> granddad. Uh, Oy. Uh, Oy. Yeah, right. granddad nowadays. Welcome to the dad club, buddy. That's the only reason why you got up in the clubhouse. That's hey, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason. You got your card. I'll you tell you, there you I had to swipe it while I was coming in. There's nothing like it. Fucking right. It's different. I'll tell you that for sure. There's oh, nothing oh, like yeah. it, dude. Hey, look, you did it without a panic attack. Oh, should I tell did them he? what? I need to tell them oh, what. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Who had a panic okay. attack? Oh, no. I, was okay. just, I was making it. Well, I had one per child. <laughs> oh, I see. I didn't, I didn't do that. Oh, I sure shit did. So I hurt Josie's feelings today, my five-year-old. Oh, this I, is shit. I told terrible. How do you do that? This dude. is a terrible Cause story. Because I got on to her. Because I got on to her, and she starts crying, and I felt bad. I shouldn't oh, have got on to her. you for that one, Joe. So listen, now let me tell you what she does. She's talking about dagger to the heart. She's five. Now, she loves Sam, by the way. She loves, she loves they Sam. They all do. So I all the kids am holding her. her, and I'm loving on her, and I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And I said, do you still love me? She's five. And she goes, Daddy, I could never not love you. <laughs> That's sweet. You talk about a dagger to the heart. <sighs> yeah. I was like, Ugh. She's going to pretty much be able to do whatever she yeah, wants. Yeah, I was like, show. I just feel bad now. Okay. I was like. Even I'm going to co-sign. I don't even really care. Yeah. Just, did Josie say yeah? Yeah, then do it, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, so what do you mean? I don't care if she wants Josie convertible. Wants she wants a convertible. Why does she have a convertible? She is. It's not pink, Jeff. Are you not with us? Like, not. You wait. Your day's coming. Oh boy, yeah. it's coming. You wait. Sleeping in the deep end with a girl too. They bat them oh, eyes yeah. at you, boy. You're done. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They'll they'll make you old quick. So, Cam, right. tell us a little bit about. I want to know your background too. Oh, um. So, mom and dad, mom was from here. So, mom was from West Georgia. Um, there aren't any more cups. Um, if we could pour this out. What was this? Just put in a pound paper, just coffee. Is it still good? No. Well, here, I'm let's just pour this in here and rinse this out. And you can drink it out of this. Sorry, technical difficulties, folks. Sorry, everybody. Shout out. College student, our way through this one probably would have done. Hey. Hey. I wonder if this you might have just made something awesome. I am not drinking Come what on. you just poured into that. Heck no, to the brim. Oh, yeah, we're 
gonna do it at corner store style. Could just sip it out the bottle, bro. Just pass that shit like it's two thousand. Let's uh, easy there, sir. Hey, buddy. Hey, he's a youngster. <laughs> you gotta crawl for you can walk. Yes, <laughs> I've been running. <laughs> all right, I'm all ears. All right, so um, mom and dad met in Florida. Dad was in Air Force, Eglin Air Force Base. Mom was from here, Carrollton, Georgia. Um, dad was from Long Branch, New Jersey. Um, they both met in Florida. Um, dad had two children before mom and he got together. He and mom, mom and he, something like that. And uh, mom had one. So I had um, my oldest brother and sister and then uh, my brother that's closest to me. So Angela and Joey and uh, my brother Chris. So they blended whenever they were got together. And then they had me. So, all of them were my like brothers and sisters, but they're technically stepbrothers and sisters kind of deal. But gotcha. nobody ever told me the difference growing up. Sure, and I never knew any difference until like late. Ooh, oh, jeez, I thought that was Samuel. It wasn't a rookie TikTok, mistake. Bro. I know better. Oh my, God. phone was on mute as soon as I walked in here today. We're gonna get a red light outside that door. Um, <laughs> so. They, um, yeah, so they ended up having me, um, and then Dad was getting out of the Air Force. Dad was from Jersey, um, last name Camerano, in Jersey, I guess, had some sort of, I don't know, I don't know if you call it clout or something, but um, there was a history back there with Italians and, you know, Italian-Americans and stuff like that, so supposedly there was, like, some influence behind him kind of getting out of Jersey and joining the Air Force and all that kind of stuff. Um, apparently his, my grandfather, which I never met was kind of a, uh, like a piece of shit kind of deal left my grandma Camerano and like my uncles and everybody high and dry. And, uh, they ended up like in the projects in Jersey, which the Italians apparently had projects just like the Puerto Ricans and the black neighborhoods and stuff right, like that. Right. Um, but they were all, you know, segregated back then. And, um, so we kind of grew up like that. Whereas, like, apparently before that, prior to that, like, they were living in the upper class kind of stuff. Apparently, you know, Grandpa Camarena was, you know, a bit of a baller. <laughs> um, but Dad, as a young, angry teenager, went around. Um, the story goes that he went around and basically went to his establishments and his bars. You know, if it was a bar, he walked behind the bar, slapped the bartender around, hit the register, tell him to let him know it's child support. Walk back out the door, and he did this for about a month before they were like, "Hey, man, <laughs> y'all are gonna like either you're gonna have to do something or somebody's gonna do something." Right. And supposedly the story goes like that's why he was encouraged to kind of join the Air Force and get the fuck out. So Jeez. when their decision to move to Georgia came up, that kind of played a factor. <laughs> so because that was like they're in Florida, he's out of the Air Force. Um, they had a piece of a diner restaurant place called tapazans down there and supposedly there's some some stuff behind that with another family's name i won't say um but it's supposedly like if camerano comes into a certain part of florida and we try to do a business supposedly certain people will try to come up to us and tell us that we need to owe them money and all this bullshit so um that was a deciding factor and that m had them move to Georgia, essentially. Dad mm -hmm. got a opportunity with Joe Triola, who's like a, was a big time, big wheel 
car dealer. Married a he owned Marietta Dodge back when it was the Dome. Uh, it was like the Mini Dome yeah. Marietta Dodge. So he was the owner then. He was somehow friended him, and then came up, ended up being like managing for him there and everything for years. Um, Dad did really good. This is in the nineties. Um, so I'm 37, so I was born 86. And uh, in the nineties, you know, car business, you can make a ton of money, right. you know. And he, uh, you know, went from shitty neighborhoods in Marietta to a brand new neighborhood in Powder Springs, and. Um, you know, older brother was already out doing his thing. My sister and my, my other brother, Angela and Chris, they were coming up through high school. Angela was going to college and everything, so they hit that, like, period where dad was doing really good. New house, new neighborhood, uh, you know, new cars. You know, like, my sister wrecked, like, three cars. She got a new one every time. Not a brand new one, but a new, you know what I'm saying. And, um, uh, you know, I played football. Played sports growing up. Dad was pretty much my coach. Um, he, he liked the coach's coach, but, like, I got my like my, my, my magic from him, you know. Sure. And then uh, dad was diagnosed with cancer when I was nine. They gave him six months. He gave him a big fuck you and gave him, like, three, four years, right? Took one of his kidneys. Um, and then ultimately it ended up taking him out when I was about – 12 11 or 12 i was sixth grade and um you know that was my whole world you know and mom you know she's she's battled with some mental health issues over the years was always really good when she was with dad and dad took care of you know pretty much everything she took care of the house took care of all the kids right which was a huge job in itself for sure but then when dad passed she was ill prepared right and then all these other things started to catch up. So ultimately, after you know about six months to a year worth of shit, um, mom decided to move back to Carrollton, where she come from. Right, uh, mom's side of the family had land out here, so they you know support system, all that kind of stuff. But for me, I was going from like neighborhoods, and um, you know you could jump on a bus and go to Marta. Take Marta, go downtown, underground Atlanta. Like you could, you could do those kind of things, you know. To a freaking dirt road in Mount Zion, Georgia, <laughs> bro. They had owls. That they still have them, but at the time it was like significant that they had them because I had never experienced any of these things. <laughs> they don't have owls in downtown. They don't have owls. No, they don't have coyotes. Their hootie hoo is totally different. This <laughs> is in the same. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like. This was at the same time Blair Witch Project came out. <laughs> I shit you not. And if you remember that time, everybody was sold that that shit was real. Yeah. So yeah. I was sold at Wait, like 12, 13 year olds. That's real. The no. shaking camera, the whole <laughs> running through the woods. The snotty nose bubbles. Yeah. yeah. It didn't seem real. <laughs> yeah. But so I was like complete culture shock. Everybody I played football with, um, you know, were kids I grew up with and all that kind of stuff. Now, how old were you when you moved here? About 13. Okay. I finished out part of sixth grade and all of seventh grade at Carrollton Junior High. Um, I know I'm starting way back. But Carrollton Junior High, um, I went to, you know, seventh grade. I did all of it at, there. Um, they, um, you know, I was kind of adjusting. So before we got to the mountains on dirt road. Sure. Um, we spent a 
dad got that for you there, boy. It wasn't working. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Right, These mics are great. Air. Yeah. yeah. At least they don't have the springs, huh? The springs were awful. Um, so yeah, the, these fixed mics are way better for sure. So we um, before we moved to the dirt road, uh, we had a year right here in downtown Carrollton, right by the square, Rome Street, and uh, we while they were getting like our new home prepared and le- land cleared and all that kind of stuff, we um, spent a year here in downtown Carrollton. Um, which back then was still like I think Carrollton was probably still under maybe fifteen thousand people. You know, it's a lot, lot more now. Maybe I'll be off. Maybe under twenty, something like that. It wasn't very much. Um, but went to Carrollton, you know, and I'm coming off of like complete culture shock. Uh, not to give myself a bunch of excuses, um, but you know, dad passed away. Family pretty much disbanded. Um, my oldest brother was <laughs> full fuck that, you know, he was going to live in the city. So he was just on his own. Uh, my brother Joey was, is a whole origin story in itself. And he was kind of wild and Angela was already grown. She was already working, bought her first house, you know, married and all this stuff. And then it was just me and mom. So needless to say, I was a pretty angry kid. Um, I already fought a lot. Um, and around Powder Springs and Marietta, like, you could be in one neighborhood, and it was upper class, you know, um, new homes, you know, you know, you know kind of like the, you know, gated community kind of area, you know, stuff like that. And then you'd get into the middle class, which the neighborhoods out there kind of connect. They're not, like, cul-de-sacs and stuff. You could, like, jump from one neighborhood to another, mm-hmm. you know, just by, like, jumping on one street and then back to another, you know. They all kind of connect. And then... You could take one turn, you'd be in Whisper and Glen, which is the fucking projects. You know, and you better know somebody, white boy. Like it's like that. And, you know, Tap Middle School, like you would you would you would get jumped. You would have to fight people. Like it was you know, it was rough. And it wasn't like Pebblebrook rough or Tri City High School rough, right? But uh you know, but it was you know, again, you would you know, you get jumped. So you, you prevent people that, you know, sometimes you end up jumping other people. Like <laughs> just to kinda make a statement. Um, so when I got out of Carrollton, I was big city, you know, big dick fucking, you know, who, who are you country hicks? You know, that kind of thing. Right. And then the wannabe gang members that were out here, that did shit didn't phase me. I saw actual gang members like y'all claiming some shit that's on a, a CD. Like <laughs> y'all claiming some shit. Snoop Dogg told you to fucking claim, man. Right. What the fuck y'all talking about, bro? <laughs> fuck y'all, man. And that was the attitude I had. And gotten a lot of fight. I was just into pissing people off and fighting people basically by the time I got out here. I just I hated it. Hated everybody. It completely consumed. You made a lot anger. of friends. Fucking sounds like right. And <laughs> <laughs> that ultimately got me in a bunch of trouble. I got um um in a few fights. Uh ended up getting a tribunal um to kind of determine what they were going to do with me. Um, I had one incident where it was like the first time the drug task force had been to Carrollton Junior High in decades or something. <laughs> something, like, something weird. <laughs> and uh, I, I saw Beverly Hills Cop a lot. Well, like, I, you know, I did what they did. Bro. <laughs> Coffee grains, baby. You know that doesn't surprise me I was on my mission. And, um, but I had a lot of good people around me. Like, I've been blessed 
for a long time with like God putting a lot of good people around me. And those people went to bat for me. They kept me out of some shit. Um, basically, they were like, he's going to alternative school. They went to bat for me, and they were like, look, he's going to go to Mount Zion anyways. They were like, that's good enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> about the same. They are like, look, but you fuck up that, you're going to. Yeah, it's almost the same, right? Back then, they had 6 through 12. Yeah. That was their school. And it was old. So same school my mother went to. It was 6 through 12. They, Bowden, Carrollton, the schools out this way, had the highest teen pregnancy rate in the southeast at one point. Mm. The neighborhood, the area out here was totally different. You know, it was a lot of um, a lot of drugs, a lot of gang activity. There was a lot of like it was like a cash money video when we came out here. It was literally <laughs> across the tracks. I, growing up close to the city, experienced way less racism from both sides, white and black, and and until I got out here. And then it was both. Like, neither side knew how to under, like, get me because I always got along with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just, it was like cross the railroad tracks and you're in this area. And you go on the other side and you're in another area. And by the time I got to Mount Zion, you know, it's, you know, mostly, you know, white boys and, you know, hillbillies and rednecks and stuff, which there is a difference, but not in Western Virginia. Hillbillies aren't the same hillbillies out here. Mm-mm. Different hillbills, right? Yeah, I, it's different. Yeah. Like they're it's totally not. Different. They're kind of respected out there, huh? Yeah, yeah, not down here. No, they're it, shoeless. Hillbilly, like hillbilly in West Virginia is a term of endearment. No, 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 no. I mean, it's that, what it's, rednecks are like. You damn hillbilly. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so to to tangentize off of that for just a minute, West Virginia in and of itself isn't respected. Right, it's Western for sure. Virginia. For sure, it's not even a state. It's it, you know, people say it's Western Virginia when they say West Virginia. So, if- okay, folks, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in to Cam and the Rev. And then there's Jeff. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and hit that share button. And until next time, take care. <laughs>